Welcome to Two Brothers and Their Sports. I'm your co-host, Arv. And I'm your other co-host, Arv. And today on the show, as you can see, we are finally back together. We're going to start off by talking about the NBA Finals. The series is currently 2-1. The Nuggets are in the lead against the Miami Heat. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Lionel Messi moving, making the Jurassic jump, moving now to Inter-Miami. It's going to be a crazy, crazy season for the MLS for sure. I know tickets went up like crazy, and now he's finally coming. What was rumored for so long, he's finally coming to the MLS. And then finally, we're going to talk about Liv and PGA Golf merging. A crazy, crazy situation for both leagues after both seemed to be fighting for almost a year, and now they're finally coming together. But Arsh, start us off with the NBA Finals and give us an update. Yeah, so starting with the NBA Finals, as of right now, the Nuggets just won. So it's 2-1 in the series. The Nuggets are beating the Heat. And right now, it's a great series. I mean, there's a lot of unknown playmakers, like you were kind of talking about, guys that were undrafted that have kind of been emerging. But also, kind of like I was talking about, the Nuggets are just too good of a team. And there's been comparisons. Bill Simmons, I know, made a comparison to the... They might be the best NBA team in the past four or five years, going back to 2018, 2019-ish. Warriors uh, against the Raptors, and they didn't even win that finals. But you look at the team, they're making historic leaps, his, they're having historical games, and they're just so good. And that's exactly why I predicted them in five. Perhaps it could go to six. I said five or six, but I still like my prediction of five. I mean, the Heat are very good, and they have guys stepping up. The problem is, Playoff Jimmy hasn't been here since basically the Miami series, uh, basically the uh, Milwaukee series. And if he shows up, we're going to have a series again. I said my prediction, I did think the Heat would take one game. Um, and that was a very close game at that. I mean, Jamal Murray had a chance to win game two, and he was starting to get hot. Jokic is just unbelievable. This team might be the best team that we've ever seen for the Nuggets, maybe the best team in the last five years, and I do think that they will close out this series. Jimmy Butler needs to reappear if he wants to make this maybe the best playoff run of all time. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree that the fact that Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray look easily the best two players on the floor every single night. Bam has been very inconsistent. Jimmy Butler's been consistently not great this whole series. Now, like like we were talking about, if you look at Game Two, the Heat, the leading scorer was uh, what was his name? His Gabe Vincent, twenty three points, leading scorer. Game One, I think it was Jimmy, but he didn't score that much either. So look, the, we know the Denver Nuggets are a better team than the Miami Heat, and I came into the finals saying that I didn't know if that was true. I thought that the Heat were a better team strictly based off their Western Conference, I mean their Eastern Conference Finals. But the the Nuggets, like Jokic well, that was said, even before that that we made our finals predictions. Well, what Jokic said was that he hated having rest, and I said that was going to be really, really a big uh, factor for the whole Nuggets squad. And maybe Jokic didn't like it, but everyone else seemed to benefit from it. Jamal Murray's been going crazy. Jokic in Game Three at 30, 20, and 10, first player in Finals history to ever have that. And you know, we know he says it's never about the stats, but he can do everything on the court no matter what. They're now down two one. I don't think it's going to be possible for the for the um, for the Heat to win this series. I think they might get one more mercy game in Game Five. But I think that Game 6 is where the Nuggets are going to close it out. I do have to change my prediction because just coming down from a 2-1 hole, looking like you're getting absolutely dominated every single night. It's a big margin every time the Nuggets win, and it's a small margin every time the Heat win. I think that that's a big factor, and Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are just better players. They don't care about their role players at this point because there's no one to guard Jokic and no one to guard Jamal Murray, and they're, mo- they're probably one of the most lethal duos in the N- in NBA history ever. So okay, in the in the fi- in, sorry in finals history ever. So let's move on. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Lionel Messi going to Inter Miami, uh, going to the MLS, which is such a big shocker. And we'll touch on Kareem Benzema as well, going to Saudi Arabia and kind of how the football world or the soccer world for some of our Americans have kind of shaped up um, versus the past. So looking at um, the Inter Miami move, move, this all kind of started when David Beckham, he went from Real Madrid to Inter Miami and then he bought out the team uh, and he owns Inter Miami. I mean, he's a big a soccer star. He was a soccer star. So that maybe kind of attracted Messi. But the thing is, this is a precedent. Messi is getting, he, he got a $1.3 billion deal from Saudi Arabia. He turns it down, co- turns down Barcelona, turns down any place across Europe, comes to the United States, goes to Miami. He Now, I'll let you talk about the different types of perks that he'll get from coming to the MLS, whether that could be more lucrative than going to Saudi Arabia, which it could be crazy, but it might be. Um, and the fact that he gets this chance, the fact that he's coming to the MLS as a superstar, I mean, he just won the World Cup, and it was all him. That's a guy that carried. That's just astonishing to me. So I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, I think it's... I, I agree. Messi coming is coming to Inter-Miami is a very, very crazy move. Um, I said this in the YouTube short. He was rumored to come for a while now to come to Inter-Miami. Now he actually is. Um, and I think, first off, you talked about the Saudi deal. It was $1.3 billion for two years, so he would make $650 million a year, guaranteed, fully guaranteed. But he decided to come to the U.S., which you guys are probably wondering why. The reason is he gets a share of Nike, I mean, not Nike, of Apple, of, of the profits Apple gets from, from new, subscribers. new subscribers from the MLS season pass. He also gets a percentage of Adidas revenue from that's generated from his move to the MLS, and he also gets the opportunity to buy into or buy a full MLS team when he's done. So he's probably going to live here in the States. I already know he has a Florida home before he even bought into Miami. So he's been a great, great player for so long. You talked about it. He just won his World Cup by single-handedly almost took Barcelona, I mean not Barcelona, took Argentina to winning that World Cup. And, and we saw Mbappe could have put up a fight, but it was Argentina all the way. The point is, there was some dissent within the uh, PSG organization. Messi wanted to leave. It was rumored that he was going to come to Inter Miami. Now he's here. Ticket sales, like I mentioned in the intro, went up like crazy. They're not going to come down, and I think Messi's going to retire. One to two years, we saw Zlatan really set. Zlatan and Chicharito really set the set the bar in terms of after European, after European soccer coming to the MLS, showing that you're able to still play at a high level, which is the U.S.'s highest level, which is not anything compared to Europe. But still, I think it's a precedent set by them, and now a lot of guys have come. Gareth Bales has come to uh, LA Galaxy, and now Messi is here. I think it's going to be a very cool fight, the Real Madrid-Barcelona now in the U.S. Now let's move to Live Golf and PGA Tour officially merging. Arsh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we kind of put out a video earlier this week, but like we said there, it's it was a bombshell. I mean, I didn't, I hadn't thought about live for a couple of weeks now. Um, obviously, a lot of major golfers has gone there, but it kind of felt like they were losing steam, and all of a sudden, the most prestigious, uh, the most prestigious golf organization association in the entire world moves uh, and merges with a totally different company. Saudi backed. I mean, it was a, it, it just totally came along. Just had a ton of money, hired, got some golfers to be on their network instead of the PGA. 
go to their events, and all of a sudden, the PGA is forced to merge with these guys, and a lot of the golfers themselves didn't even know. I mean, Claude Morikawa said that he found out on Twitter. A lot of these guys didn't know, but a lot of the golfers are starting to like it. They say that they, they like this move. The Live versus um, PGA feud is finally coming to an end. Um, I never saw it anything like a merger. I mean, when we talked about this about a year ago, when they when Liv first uh, started becoming big, we we said that there's not going to be any kind of working together, cooperation, and now it's happened. And there might be a new company that comes out of these two, uh, which is amazing. I mean, the PGA has been here for years. So I'll let you talk about this, but it's absolutely astonishing to me, knowing about the PGA, how strict they are and how prestigious of an organization they are, to just have an upstart come along, get really big, and they... They merge. I mean, it, they're co cooperating. It's absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, that's crazy to me, too. A startup from Saudi Arabia we talked about, they just poured money into this league. They offered Zaltor's $130 million. Bryson DeChambeau, they offered a bunch of money, too. Tiger got almost $900 million. I mean, all these guys got signed, and then they just now are losing out on all that money because Liv is merging with PGA Tour now. They chose to stay loyal and it actually ended up backfiring on them, which I think PGA should should really do something about that to those guys that got offered way bigger contracts, fully guaranteed, and Liv Golf is still paying those out. For example, Phil Mickelson is still getting his fully guaranteed contract that he signed with Liv. I think that PGA Tour should be grateful to guys like that that stayed, and they should really do something for those guys, showing that they care how yeah, much... Tiger never exactly. He had a billion-dollar offer. They should care live. how much golfers like that that have such a big impact didn't go for money and stayed loyal to the company that's now merging with the company that they could have got money with. I think that's a really big impact, and PJ's got to emphasize the fact that loyalty is a big part of golf as well. Is um, But I think that, look, it's it's been a crazy, crazy situation in general. I think that it just, it, it shows that, that money can just, like, you can just start a league, and you'll end up merging with, this is the biggest and oldest golf corporation in the world that's still running to the day. They've been, they they, ha they hold almost every single major tournament and they they are the fourth they are at the forefront of golf of competitive golf at, at the professional level i think everyone it's just, wants to make yeah, their way exactly up to the pga i That's think it's just crazy that a new company not even two years old yet is now just got started and now is merging with a billion dollar corporate multi-billion dollar corporation it's just mind-boggling to me